and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one eight 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 money pit because we are here to help you get those jobs done around the house that you'd like to tackle this time of year. We've got a great and very busy show planned for you. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about fireplaces. They're a favorite when it gets nice and chilly outside. But you know what? They're no longer limited to just the living room or the den. You can bring that roaring fire right outside and even extend the use of your outdoor space. We're going to tell you exactly how to do that in just a few minutes, and it's really fun. Yeah, and while you're out there enjoying that new outdoor fireplace, why not take a look around and think about your outdoor lighting? You know, there are so many ways that you can improve your curb appeal with what sometimes is called lightscaping. We're going to give you a few ideas to get those creative juices flowing in just a bit. Also ahead, how'd you like to cut energy costs and still have a nice hot shower in the morning? We're going to have some tips from the experts at Renai about how a tankless water heater can help you out with just that. You know, those units are really much more energy efficient than a traditional tank water heater, and it supplies an endless delivery of hot water. Hey, and speaking of Renai, you know, they are one of the fantastic sponsors of the My Home, My Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure Game and Sweepstakes. And this is your last chance to get in on this great contest. We're giving away over 200 prizes worth about 16500 bucks in prizes. One of those prizes is a $5,000 cash grand prize. We're giving away five easy water softening systems, two sheds and a utility trailer from Lifetime Products, and a whole bunch of wall hanging hardware from our friends over at monkey hook the contest runs through the end of the month this month you're running out of time so go to moneypit.com right now for your last chance to enter and win our game and sweepstakes 888-666-3974 is the number you need to know to get help with your home improvement projects let's get to that right now leslie who's first jane in new jersey needs some help around the garden what can we do for you um i have a patio okay and there was a tree blocking, the leaves blocking, covering it, all the shade. Now the tree is down, but mm-hmm. I have moss growing in between the pavers. Okay. What can I do to remove the moss? Uh, you want to uh, spray bleach and water solution on the patio. Mm-hmm. That'll kill that moss. Mm-hmm. It'll kill the moss, and then you can pressure wash it off the rest of it. How many parts to w- bleach to the water? I would go about one-third bleach and two-thirds water. Okay, don't go. Okay, Toko. <laughs> Jane, <laughs> thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, I live in New Jersey, and I never heard... And you've never heard Okidokal? Okidokal, nope. <laughs> what is that um, quickcrete product? Is it the Pro-Lock? It's that joining the sand? sand? The sand, the joining sand, yeah. And that might not be a bad idea for her to put that in after the fact, because that uh, sand product that quickcrete has... It actually solidifies and kind of locks the pavers together. Mm-hmm. And, and this stops. way nothing can grow up yeah, between exactly. there. Exactly. But it's still, you know, if you ever need to take out a paver, you can. But it sort of makes this, you know, like semi-suction-y lock thing that's temporary. It's okie-dokal. It's o- uh, okie-dokal. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my repertoire. There you go. Use that in a sentence today. Frank from Wisconsin, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, uh, my question is, is when we uh, bought this house that we had, we put an addition onto the front entrance, and when they poured the footing and the foundation, they had what's called a blowout, and they quickly tried to fix it, 
and of course I got a discount on the concrete. And <laughs> good but, news, uh, discount on the concrete. Bad news, your house is falling apart. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's it's under where the heave is. I can put a gutter there and hold the water from coming into that corner of the foundation. But they call so, it like a so. So when you say it's blown out, is it like sort of swollen out, where it's like thicker than the rest of the wall? Right, like on the bottom, instead of being the eight okay. inches or whatever, it's a it's a nice twelve and a half. And, okay. You know, triangle shape. Right, I hear you. But now what I'm worried about is that where it attaches to the house, it's like a cold, well, it's, you know, you can kind of see a gap. And I'm trying to figure, is there a material out there that I can fill that gap in? Because I tarred and, and tried to fill in one side of it so that it was protected from water. Right. But I'm also looking to try to fill in that gap. So is there like a physical space between the foundations? Yeah, there's, there's probably anywhere from a half inch to a, you know, five-eighths gap in certain areas that I can mm-hmm. actually see some daylight. Okay. And the, and the exterior isn't finished yet to where, you know, I, I I'll have tell you what a, I think I would do here. I would probably, and this is getting a little creative, I would probably use an epoxy patching compound, the kind that's designed sort of to, to fix big cracks in the floor because it's real sticky and it adheres very, very well to concrete. And what you're probably going to have to do is get a spackle knife, like a four or six inch spackle knife, and kind of trowel it in place. But if you use an epoxy compound, that's going to dry well, adhere well, and uh, be the best for trying to keep that space as watertight as possible. When you have a situation like this, especially where you have this wall that's sort of blown out and swollen out, you've got to get kind of creative because you're right. The name of the game here is to stop the water from leaking in there. Excellent. And I can apply it from the inside out. Will it, will it create mm-hmm. enough pressure? Either way, you can trowel it in, and you can get it pretty deep into that space. Excellent. You guys have been great. I love your show. Well, thanks so much, Frank. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone and give us a call with your home improvement or your home repair question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, time to enjoy your deck, patio, or other outdoor space long into the cooler months. Wondering how you can do that and still be comfortable? We're going to tell you next. Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If you call that number, two things will happen. First, we'll try to answer your home improvement question. And second, we'll toss your name into the Money Pit hard hat because one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 prize pack that includes GE caulk singles. They're single-use squeeze packs of caulk. They're going to make your caulking jobs very, very easy. All you got to do is tear, squeeze, and toss. You won't need to struggle with a caulking gun. There's lots of projects you can tackle around your house, from weather stripping to caulking the bathtub with this $50 prize pack from GE Singles. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. 
Well, that's going to make you all toasty and warm on the inside. But how about staying toasty and warm while you're outside? You know, no longer limited to the living room or your den or your master bedroom. The fireplace is now becoming the centerpiece of an outdoor living room. And there are a couple of ways that you can accomplish this fun outdoor space. You can buy a simple fire pit at almost any big box retailer near you. This type is going to be portable so you can bring it into the garage or the shed when the weather gets really cold and snowy and yucky. Or more elaborate fire pits can be custom installed and they can be fueled by other wood or gas. You can also look into something called a chimenea and they're inspired by a Mexican wood burning bread oven. They're usually made of clay and they're sort of like a little pot belly chimney looking structure, hence the name chimenea and they're really beautiful and the great thing about these is that they're also portable and you can use them indoors. All you have to do is fill the opening with some gravel or stones and add candles when you do bring them into your house, not raging fires in the house. Okay. Right. We're not suggesting you start a fire inside your no, house with your candles. <laughs> you know, you can even go all out and have a custom-built outdoor fireplace added to your patio if it's in your budget. Whatever you decide, a roaring fire is going to extend the use of that outdoor space for most of the year, depending where you live. Now, I will warn you, there is one downside, though, especially if you have kids and a fireplace outside like me. You need to buy a lot of marshmallows, graham crackers, and chocolate well into the early winter season. Yum. Because s'mores are s'mores delicious. become a almost year-round activity around my house with with that fire pit outside and they are tasty 888-666-3974 let's get back to the phones steve in new york needs help with the flooring situation tell us what happened well my sister-in-law had a laminate floor installed in her house uh, i guess it was about three months ago and uh, about three weeks ago it started to bubble up not just a little bit but it was actually going about four inches above the floor what i was wondering yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Now, the house is on a slab. And what I was wondering, I'm, I'm sure it's just uh, an expansion from humidity transferring through the concrete. Is it advisable to put some kind of impermeable layer down before you do these floors? And as far as taking care of the bubbling, we'll just kind of trimming the edges to give it room to float. Uh, take did care she of that. Have, or, uh, did she have this installed professionally? Yes. Well, I think you got a warranty claim here. I would contact the uh, the folks that you hired to do this installation. Did you buy the floor product and have the installation done by the same company? Uh, yeah. Well, the the thing is, she's already called them, but they have like a six month lead time before they're willing to come. <laughs> well, because that's, clearly that's, they have this problem with other people. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. You know that they're going to try to put you off like that. I think you're right. going to have to ratchet this up. You know, I'm talking. You know, Better Business Bureau. Possibly small claims court. Get on to Angie's list and tell people about the experience. If you've bought this product and installed it from the same company, that's good because at least they can't blame each other. But somebody right. screwed up here, Steve. That should not be happening. And I got to tell you, it's very rare that we hear a problem with laminate floor buckling up because the stuff is very, very moisture resistant. Mm, that's I what think it's made for. I think something else is going on here. I'm not quite sure what. But it's incredibly unusual for it to buckle up four inches like that. Okay. Do you know uh, what product it was and what manufacturer? I can't remember the name. Well, of you might stock. want to find that out and also call the manufacturer directly. They, all of these manufacturers have area reps. And generally what they'll do is send somebody by to look at the installation, look at the product, and try to figure out what the heck is going on. And that information can be very, very helpful, especially if this is a defect in the installation. Okay. Well, thanks for the advice. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. 
Cindy in Nebraska needs some help with screen damage. Tell us what happened. Recently, we had a hailstorm, and we have nylon screens that are about 13 years old. And I would like to know how difficult it is to repair those screens or whether it would be more cost-effective to replace them. Nylon screens tend to deteriorate with exposure to uh, ultraviolet radiation. Unless they're fairly new, they're generally not worth repairing. What I would uh, rather you do is take the screens to a local hardware store and have them replaced. It's a fairly simple process, not that difficult to do, not terribly expensive, and it'll look a lot better. Alrighty, thank you. You're welcome, Cindy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now, you can't get the roll of nylon screen and the tubing and the pizza cutter looking tool and just replace it yourself? Sure, you can. But, you know, unless you've done this a bunch of times, it tends to get kind of saggy. But it's not a hard job to do. That is true. James in Rhode Island is going green with some solar panels. What can we do for you? I had a discussion with my brother basically. Uh, is there any type of maintenance issues you have to handle with solar panels uh, yearly, quarterly, electrically, or cleaning in this issue area if you put them on your house? Well, there's going to be some mechanics of, uh, involved with the panel. You're going to have a circulation pump, for example, that needs to be oiled. But in terms of cleaning the panels, unless you have some odd event that gets them really dirty, like a very severe storm or something of that nature, I really don't think that you need any maintenance of the panel surface itself. I mean, those panels are really, really durable and continue to perform well even when they have normal accumulation of, of dust and dirt um, on it just from the environment. So I don't think you have a lot of maintenance there. You will have some mechanical maintenance, though, to make sure that, uh, that the system is continuing to circulate. I presume we're talking about active solar panels here for a hot water system. Oh, yes. And... Uh It'll apply to electrical, too, then, the same issue. Well, it certainly would. And, you know, there's been a lot of changes in the electrical um, solar panel industry. Probably the most recent is that they're starting to come out with um, solar tiles that look like roofing shingles, or at least shaped to work within a roofing system that actually are uh, photoelectric collectors. And they're so thin. They lay, you know, in the exact profile of the existing roofing material. So they do sort of blend in while providing, you know, the, the greenness and the energy of efficiency you're looking for. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You know, I can understand why he's asking the question, because if you search the web and just try to do some research, you know, about solar panels, tons of companies will pop up saying, you know, oh, we'll come to your house and clean your panels. But yeah. It's not really a huge necessity. Right, exactly. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there to sell you something you don't need or something that you do need at an exorbitant price. And, and that's why you can pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Mike in South Carolina needs some help with a basement floor. What's going on at your money pit? Uh, hello, and thank you for your for your show. I enjoy it. Um, Thanks. Have a, a small uh, house, story and a half, that has a, um, a walkout basement. Is the bottom floor okay? And uh, it has a, a smooth uh, finished uh, concrete floor in it uh, that used to have carpet on it. Carpet right. was taken up, and now we have the carpet glue on the floor. And hmm. I was thinking about refinishing the floor. Uh, with one of the uh, epoxy coatings. Okay. So my question is, is how do I get the uh, the surface smooth enough to paint 
Very difficult to yeah, remove those old adhesives. Have you thought about using a different type of floor product? Have you thought about perhaps using laminate floor? Is this a, is this have, a yeah. space yeah. that you really like to finish? Because that's would yeah. be my that would be my choice. Well, and that would be the easiest because then you're not dealing with having to remove those sort of uneven surfaces, the remnants of the adhesive. Now you've got this sort of floating floor that goes over everything. You know, with that foamy underlayment that you're going to put underneath your laminate, it sort of smooths out all those little bumps that you'll see in there, and then that floor will sit right on top of that. If and a lot of that engineered product is just kind of a snap-in-place. It's a floating-type floor. Is that Absolutely. Right? It is. It's not adhered down. And I can tell you it's very forgiving when it comes to uneven floors. I have laminate floor in my kitchen of my uh, 1886 house, and I can tell you that that floor is about as roly-poly as it gets, and I'm sure I far exceed the tolerance that's specified by the laminate floor manufacturer <laughs> for how far out of whack a floor can be. But right. this laminate floor has really gone down great. It's been down now for a decade, and it really has stayed together nicely. So, uh, yes, I think that it's very forgiving when it comes to uneven floor surfaces. And if you have some glue buildup, get, get off as much as you can. But between the fact that it's floating and it goes uh, over an underlayment, I think you're going to be in good shape and be very happy with the result. Okay. Well, very good. Now, I'm into easy, whatever that might be. So. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be easy, it's going to look great, and it's going to turn that basement into a really warm, usable space. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to tell you how to save money by heating water as you need it. Instead of keeping a giant tank full of water steaming hot all the darn time, we're going to tell you how right after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And do you like to pay for something even when you, when you don't use it? That seems pretty unfair to me, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Well, that is exactly what happens when you have a traditional water heater. You know, with a standard tank-type water heater, you heat and then reheat the same water even when you're sleeping. A better option is a Renai tankless water heater because it's more efficient and it heats the water very quickly and delivers an endless supply for as long as you need it. With a Renai tankless water heater, you only have to pay to heat water when you need it and for as long as you want it. A tankless water heater is also 30% more energy efficient than a standard water heater. And check this out, up to 50% more energy efficient than an electric water heater. So if you're in the market to get a new water heater, consider a tankless water heater by Renai. They're small and they can also be installed in places where a big old tank water heater won't fit. Now, the folks at Renai are one of the many sponsors of the My Home, My Money Pit game and sweepstakes, and you've only got a few days left to enter. The contest ends at the end of this month, so head on over to moneypit.com today, right now, and check it out. We're celebrating our new book in a super giant way. We're giving away more than 200 prizes, including a grand prize of Get Ready $5,000 cash. And all you have to do to be in it to win is play a quick and easy game. It allows you to qualify for the sweepstakes. We're not talking about taking your SATs here, folks. We're talking about just having some fun with how much you really know about your own money pit. And who knows? You could be our lucky grand prize winner. 
888-666-3974 is the number you need to know to dial right now and get your home improvement questions answered. Leslie, who's next? Now we're going to talk to Liz in Delaware who needs help with the bathroom project. What's going on? I have an old house and, and the bathroom has those tiles all the way around, you know, those square tiles. I want to bring down my um, medicine cabinet because all you can see is the top of your head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I wondered if you... Ha- do I have to take off the, the tiles? It might be like three or four before this medicine cabinet goes down. Do I have now, to is, the, it? is it the kind of medicine cabinet, Liz, that's set into the wall? Yes. All right. Well, it's a fairly big job. So mm-hmm. let me and tell there's going to be a repair above where now you have the exactly. hole where it used to be. So let me tell you the steps. First of all, you're going to have to remove the old medicine cabinet out of the wall so you can kind of have plenty of room to work. Yeah. Um, then to, to lower it, uh, there, I'll give you one trick of the trade. I have to get trade. another one. I have to get a new one because this is all corroded, right? Okay. Well, go ahead and get a new one. But yeah. to lower it, get it down further. Uh, one of the ways that I might think about doing that is to use a tool called a roto-zip. A roto-zip kind of looks a, little, a bit like a router and a bit like a drill. And what it does is it actually can carve right through that tile. It's a great tool for plumbers or anybody that has to sort of cut a small hole at a tile. It kind of works like a router, and it will mm-hmm. just saw right through that stuff. And I would use a roto-zip and saw out the old tile to the new opening size to get the new uh, medicine cabinet in. You may also, above where the tile ends, you may have to pack that out a little bit because remember the tile is going to be about a quarter inch thicker than the wall above it. So you may have to offset that. And then on top of the medicine cabinet, assuming you don't have one that's taller than what you had, you're going to have a hole, as Leslie said before, that you're going to have to fill in. And that can be accomplished simply by cutting a piece of drywall to fit and taping and spackling it. So, you know, it's a lot of work. You might just want to think about buying a stool. It's probably a lot easier. (laughs) Oh, no. Wear more high heels. That's right. You're really supposed to look at half your body in the medicine cabinet, not the top of your head, because it's got a high ceiling. So. Well, that's what you're up against, Liz. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Darren in Utah needs some help cleaning up an incident. What happened, Darren? Tell us what's going on. Well, what I have is a concrete driveway that has some older oil stains on it. I've tried some household products like Simple Green and Ultra Dawn to try and clean the stains away but I'm still left with the shadowy black marks. How do I get rid of them? Well, first of all, are the oil-dripping cars all, have they all been removed? <laughs> well, they, they have been removed. All right, good thing. All right, good. Have you tried uh, TSP? Trisodium phosphate? No. I yeah, have not a, tried the old standby TSP. I would try the old standby. It's, uh, it's pretty effective. I would pick up some TSP, and then usually you'll find that surprisingly enough, in the paint aisle of much most home centers. Well, I mean, come on. You're painting, you're bound to spill something and make a mess. Yeah, exactly. And that's a pretty industrial strength uh, cleaning formula. And what we like to suggest, Aaron, is that you mix it up into sort of like a sort of like a loose paste and then apply it to the stained area. Let it sit for a good 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and then scrub it clean. And it does tend to do a pretty good job of lifting out those oil stains. Now, if they're really, really old and it's really, really stained, you know, it's not going to perform miracles, but it will lighten it up quite a bit. Very good. That's a great idea. Now, do I have to be careful about uh, the TSP solution once I'm rinsing it off with a hose, uh, uh, getting into the lawn and killing the lawn? Uh, you're going to put so much water on that that it's going to uh, dilute you know, it be so much. Pretty diluted, yeah. 
you know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't wash it towards my prize rose bushes, but you know, if you're just <laughs> generally careful with it and use plenty of water to rinse it off, plus you're only applying it into these sort of very concentrated patchy areas, I don't think you're right. going to have an issue. Great. Thanks for the answer, guys. I love you, your show. You're welcome, Darren. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to teach you how the right lighting can improve the look of your facade. Your home's facade, that is. We'll tell you all about lightscaping next. You're in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller who gets on the air this hour is going to win a $50 prize pack, which includes these really awesome brand spanking new products. It's the GE Cock Singles. And they're single-use squeeze packs of cock. They look like um, those little silver juice boxes that you send your kids to school with. Totally amazing. It makes all of your caulking jobs around your house as easy as, and I mean it, tear, squeeze, and toss. You're not going to have to mess or struggle with a caulking gun anymore. You can tackle just about any project indoors or out. If you want to win this great and timely prize pack, I might add, the number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Now that uh, you've probably spent a bundle or practically broken your back creating a beautifully landscaped front facade, don't forget to turn on the lights. Here's some tips that will help you do that. You know, a well-designed lightscape can enhance your home's best assets. You can spend a little, you can spend a lot, depending on your budget. But even a little bit of lighting can make a really big, very dramatic impact outside. Outdoor lighting also gives you added security as well as safety, something that will definitely help out as we get ready for Halloween. And we've got a lot of detail about lightscaping in our brand spanking new book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. And that is available right now now at Amazon, at Borders, at Barnes and Nobles, pretty much everywhere. You can go to our website at moneypit.com and hit a link and check it out. You can actually read through some of it uh, right there in the search inside function on Amazon. Catherine in Virginia has some odd things flying out of the vents in her home. Tell us about what you're seeing. You're saying it's like fiberglass? Um, Well, when it touches your skin, if I go to dust some furniture or uh, sit down on a soft piece of furniture that's fabric and you can't see the particles... When they touch your skin, it gives a sensation of fiberglass insulation. Hmm. It, it kind of burns. Um, and then there's this tiny, tiny white particle that actually burrows into the skin. Huh. And I can't get it out. And, and it, you it think that that's something. coming from the uh, ceiling vents? Well, I'd never noticed it before until I went to change my vents about mm-hmm. three months ago. And what kind of filters do you have in the system, Catherine? Well, actually, I don't know. It was just the kind I get from Lowe's. Well, is it the kind that's about an inch, about an inch thick and as wide as the register itself? Yes, sir. It's 20 by right. 20 by 1. Yeah, those are the fiberglass filters. You know, you, you would be better off using an electronic air cleaner in that house. And that's an appliance that's actually installed at the return duct. Very, very efficient. It takes out down to virus-sized particles, and it will definitely scrub that air from whatever ails it. 
Those oh, big let, fiberglass filters, you know, we, we call them pebble, pebble stoppers. stops. Because <laughs> okay, I even got the real expensive kind. Yeah, well, that's better That's better than the inexpensive kind, but electronic air cleaner would be far more effective here for you. You'll see a big difference. Is that something I can do on my own? No, you'll have to have an HVAC contractor install it, but once you do, you'll, you'll see an immediate difference in the air quality in your house. That sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck. Well, thank you so much. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. Leslie, who's next? Going to talk to one of our Bayou buddies. We've got June in Louisiana who's doing a painting project. What can we help you with? I have a two-car garage, and uh, we've been in our house about 23 years. I have always wanted to keep it looking as nice as I could, the concrete floor, and uh, I have been so... Uh, unfortunate not to be able to continue the pretty look whenever I paint it with a porch paint. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, porch paint is probably not the state of the art material for painting concrete. We would recommend epoxy paint. Okay. Uh, the problem is that you've got a lot of layers of porch paint on there. You're going to have to strip those off first or at least get as much of it off as you can because you can't put good paint over bad paint. It's still going to strip off. But when you right. get it down to a good surface, you can use an epoxy paint. It's a two-part material. consists of a hardener and a base. And when you mix them together, you get about one to two hours to work with it. And it flows really nice. It, it adheres very well. It's very, very durable. You don't have to wait nearly as long to, uh, to use it. You won't get as much hot tire pickup, which happens with the porch paint when you put your car in there and the tires are yeah. hot. And then you back it out and the paint sticks to the tires. Yeah. That doesn't happen. And with a lot of the epoxy uh, garage products, you can usually have some sort of an additive in there that's like a speckle finish or something of that nature to give a little texture and helps hide the dirt. So yeah. I would stop using the porch paint, not designed for that, and start using the epoxy paints. Well, I will certainly try that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, you may be trapped inside for a long, cold winter. That's why a basement is a great place to fix up this time of year. We're going to give you some tips on how to do just that next. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Owens Corning. It's easy to insulate your home and save money. What's stopping you? Learn more at insulateandsave.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the holiday season will soon be upon us. Yay! That means uh, more guests. People are going to come. They're going to show up. They're not going to want to leave. Well... If you'd like some help on how to handle all those extra guests that could be stopping by your money pit, check out my new AOL column, which is called Instant Rooms, How to Accommodate Guests from Sleeping Spaces to New Bathrooms. You can read it online at moneypit.aol.com. Yeah, and step number one, the inflatable mattress in the unfinished basement is always the best place for your favorite guest, right, Tom? Yeah, because you don't want to make them too comfortable. They'll never leave. <laughs> it is true. Sometimes they'll stay for weeks and weeks. And while you're online, head over to moneypit.com and email us your question. We've got one here from Dottie in LaPorte, Indiana, who writes, I'm getting ready to paint my cement basement floor. Oh, there you go. That's for her guests coming for the holidays. <laughs> what is a great paint that won't scratch easy and is best for this project? Um, epoxy paints. They're the uh, painting systems that are available for garages and basement floors come from a whole boatload of manufacturers. You've got Abitron, you've got Quickrete, you've got Rust-Oleum's Epoxy Shield, you've got Bear. 
all great products, two-part water-based epoxies that are chemical cure. So you clean the floor, you paint the floor with the epoxies, and then they usually have some sort of a color flake or color chip that you sprinkle on top of it while it's wet. And that gives the floor some texture and a bit of a pattern, helps to hide the dirt. That's the easiest way to paint a concrete floor, Dottie. And you know what, Daddy? It's like one-stop shopping. It all comes in a box. The instructions are there for you, so there's no confusion at all when it comes to doing this uh, basement floor project. All right, we've got one from Sherry in Montreal who writes, My laundry room, which is located in the basement, needs a makeover. One wall is cinder block that I've been painting royal blue, and I have a combination drywall and cheap paneling on the other walls. All right, it's a mishmash. <laughs> Can I paint all of these surfaces? If so, would I use oil or latex primer first? Hmm. Cinder block, drywall drywall and cheap paneling. In basement too, in a very wet, damp area. First of all, we don't like the fact that you have drywall in your basement. It's not a good material to use down there. It's pretty much mold food. It's all paper. And if you've got cheap paneling and on one wall, drywall on another wall, I would suggest that you may want to think about actually covering all of those walls with a product called Dens Armor, which is a fiberglass-faced drywall type material made by Georgia Pacific and the reason that it's good is because it can't grow mold. Uh, in terms of painting, if you choose not to do that and you just want to paint, certainly you could do that. If you're not so sure what kind of paint's on there now, the best thing to use is an oil-based primer that sort of cures all ills mm -hmm. in terms Seals of what's on that. In. Seals it all in nice and nice and neat and then you could use a, uh, a paint on top of that which is simply a latex wall paint. Good quality paint. Don't use cheap paint. If you use cheap paint, you need multiple coats. It runs, it, it leaves brush marks and roller marks. Use good quality paint on top of that oil-based primer, and you will be good to go. All right, and Charlie in Woodbridge, Virginia writes, I need to vent my new clothes dryer through the attic space and out the roof. Total diagonal run through the space is about 10 feet. Venting through the basement is an option, but more than twice the distance. I know the 4-inch vent needs to be insulated to prevent condensation during winter. Is there a tubular insulation made for this purpose, or do I need to wrap a standard R11 fiberglass bat around it? First of all, I would make sure I use hard metal duct and not uh, flexible dryer vent material. I use a hard metal duct for this. And then I would simply wrap it with, uh, with an insulation. You only need about two inches on this. And make sure if you can, tilt that duct so it drains, so that the condensation that forms in it has a place to run out. All right, Charlie, enjoy that new dryer. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Remember, the My Home, My Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure Game and Sweepstakes wraps up in just a few days. Head on over to moneypit.com. Play the game. You may win 5000 bucks to help you with your next home improvement project or maybe your next vacation, whatever. We don't care how you use the money. We just want you to win it. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 